Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's going pretty great, Dennis. I was thinking today that we should have you do a the intro in different voices for like a whole series, maybe like and try to do it as... It, as long as I can funny. keep coming up with, with funny, iconic, um, stereotype voices to open the show, right? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing that. You should. Do, do find out, listen to different announcers and then practice your opening line for the week to see I, if you I, can do that. I aim to please. I aim do, to please. Do the, the Chicago Cubs. What's, oh, why am I forgetting the Chicago Cubs announcer? Hey! That's it. It's Harry Curry. <laughs> Which, of course, for me, I'm, I'm, I mean, I saw Cubs games a handful when I was a kid with my grandpa, but, uh, you know, I was really too young to remember anything. So my Harry Carey voice is just Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey on <laughs> SNL, right. which is also a reference from, like, the late 90s. <laughs> That's also an old uh, um, bit. My Harry Carey was always well, was listening to the Bob and Tom show, and they'd have that comedian do the Harry Carey thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember specifically, but I know what you're talking about, because right. I knew when I was in college, everybody had, like, MP3s of their favorite Bob and Tom bits. They're still that, going, uh, I think, plugging Bob and Tom on the on the front porch here, but... That and um, uh, the Bud Light Real Men of Genius commercials. Yeah. You remember those? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, funny radio stuff. Radio, radio. Well, why don't we uh, Why don't we kick off right out the gate here with some good times? Oh, man. Some days I'm going to actually, gonna actually <laughs> prepare for this. We sometimes do prepare. Don't sometimes we? we'll prep this, but we, we didn't prep at all. What, I have to think about my week. What happened this week? Everything in the show is in the show. Well, I can start off. I don't have super big news. Yeah. Um, I started a new job. Hey. That's that's one sort of news. Not a, not a major change. I was working for an uh, uh, e-commerce consulting company, and we, uh, the three of us in the team that I am part of, uh, got picked up by one of our biggest long-standing clients um, that we've been doing work for for almost 10 years. Yeah, and, uh, nice. and so now we are their employees instead of their consultants. So it's going to be, a little, you know, have a little more resources, do a little more kind of internal big-picture projects instead of just whatever they can justify the consulting hours for. So that's kind of exciting. So, and then, so, you're, um, so you're finally working for Blizzard and getting paid for all the advertising you do for them? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> unfortunately not. Okay. Unfortunately not. Right. Um, I I did try to get a job at Wowhead one time. Oh, that, that'd uh, be I think cool. they were they were looking for somebody in a, a little bit of a lower lower salary range. Of course, like ten dollars an hour is what they want. Yeah, they're you know they want some some Indians some or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, students fresh out of fresh out of college level salary. But anyway, um, and then I made it over to the house a couple days last week. I think Tuesday and then. Um, Saturday, dad and I went over there and, um, continued on with that laminate flooring. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to the pictures from that. I posted on, uh, Instagram that's close to being done. There's about maybe four or five feet of master bedroom left to finish the floor there. And, uh, and then that whole floor will be done. We can move on to putting in doors and uh and trim i still think that there needs to be just a special front porch segment with uh 
the the Drake's brew house updates where we it starts off with that news thing that <laughs> we'd have one of those so we 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 get to catch up well that's that sounds like it's rolling along man it's i think it's going to happen finally like in by 2025 you'll be back in bloomington no time yeah my my goal now is to be done before um the next season of Game of Thrones airs. Oh God, you've got a long time then. You're good. You're you're gonna make it. You're totally you're, you're, you're golden. Um, my good times. Let's see. I uh, my uh, friend of mine, Libby, she went out on vacation to on a cruise this week, and I got to say goodbye, hey hey to her. Um, that was uh, she's pretty awesome. So it was really I'm glad that for her that she gets to go have that. Um, mm-hmm. what else was there that I got to do? Um. I went to um, Sydney's gone. That's not the good news, but si- Sydney's gone for for two <laughs> weeks. No, I I, I miss that's my I, I miss my Sydney girl. So that's not definitely not good times. But she goes to her sure. she goes to her mom's for fall break, which is two weeks. Um, so I am kidless. Mm. So I have been um, like wasting days during the day, and then and then late at night going out and doing stuff because I can. Um, you just just party all day, yeah, party all night, party all night. Uh, which is pretty great. Um, you like that that scene in Risky Business where Tom Cruise slides up into the on the in, on the, in the socks <laughs> in the socks? Yeah, I uh, I well I you know I have younger some young, younger friends I guess people who go out and because they don't have children or things like that so it, sure. it is nice to go over there. I went over and painted not terribly exciting thing but we went over and painted one night painted miniatures with uh, my buddy Chris and Pat uh, who've both been on the show Captain Chris. Oh, I saw those pictures. Did you guys? You guys did that? Yeah, we did. Those were su- nice, surprisingly good. I thought we were just going to have like crayon painting. We did so terrible, but um, by the end of the night, it was looking pretty sharp. So we're we were excited about that's that. That's how it would be if I tried to do it. My hands are a little shaky. So well, that's what that's what, both all three of us. We were like, well, you know, the older guys are going to sit here and they're going to do some 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 miniature painting, and then it was really ended up really good. Both Pat and Chris's mm-hmm. were phenomenal. Um, Nice. But then we went, uh, drank a little bit too much and, oh, Pat was making beer. It was awesome. And I had a little bit of hand in it. So I'm, you know, I'm going to officially say that I made some beer. Um, oh yeah. Our buddy Pat, we've had on the show before. He's been doing, he's been doing some, some homebrewing. He had a really good, uh, pale ale that he brought to Gen Con that we demolished in one night. Oh, it's really good. Like and five, and he was making pounds. some of that with like a, a pumpkin spice type thing to it. Um, he brought mm-hmm. it all over to Chris's and we started making it. I was helping him make it and it's pretty cool. We got it all done on that night and just had to ferment. Um, we should, uh, we should have him on the show again. We can talk about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's super cool. And it was the first time I'd ever actually, I have several friends, yourself included, who are brewing people, but I have never actually watched and done the whole process. And I got mm. to do that whole thing mm-hmm. with him there. That was really neat and super fun. So we brewed some beer, drank a lot of beer. And watched the greatest American hero, um, and it was it was pretty crazy from nineteen seventies. Nice. Um, right, right. And I and I definitely did pass out. I I didn't. Uh, it's something. If I was ever in a court of law, I could say that I passed out officially. Um, which <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a weird weird segue. Right. No. Um. So that that was good times, and then um, went and played. Um, a couple games with Trotsky this weekend, went out with the guys walking around, checking out stuff downtown. It was fun. It's been good times and it's only Monday. Cool. Two, three days, two, three days in. So I've got a couple more weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
to do something amazing. And hopefully my good times will be pretty good because I'm jonesing to go somewhere, travel somewhere a little bit. I don't even know. But in um in all of your crazy partying stuff, did you manage to uh, uh, go see that uh, Venom movie? I did. Um, so I actually watched it. Be- I had to make a point to go to it because oddly enough, Sydney wanted to watch it big time. Um, hmm. so she, she's gone to her mom's for two weeks, like I said, and she has this thing about, she wants to watch all of those kind of movies with me. It's just kind of a thing that a dad daughter thing that we do. Um, mm-hmm. and when she goes during the summer, it's kind of a real thing because she'll know what the summer blockbusters are coming up and, and she wants to, we try to get as many as we can in before she leaves for the summer. And then if I can, I'll hold off on some and watch them when she comes back. Um, but it's it's definitely a point soft point between us that like she hasn't she didn't watch Jurassic World with me and she really wanted to watch it. So mm. the long short of that is that she knew she's going on for a two week vacation and Venom's coming out and I want would like to watch it. So she made a point that Thursday when it came out opening night that we go see it before she left on Friday. So we went and called up Pat, our nice. buddy Pat, and we went and watched uh, watched Venom. Did you get to see it? Yeah, Andrew and I and um, our sister went and saw it uh, Saturday, Saturday night. The, we went to the Late Show. Hmm. Wait, which sister? My youngest sister. See, it's. I think it's kind of interesting. We know David and Andrew, but we never talk. You just the sisters are always just my sister, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have well, names. I don't want to. I don't want to just drop people's names on the show and there are so many <laughs> names people wouldn't be able to keep it straight so it doesn't it doesn't really matter <laughs> right. but david um, and andrew those two are are definitely name dropped all the time <laughs> my youngest sister she's gonna be uh she's gonna be 19 right, right um and i for some reason was under the impression that this movie was rated r uh, um, the, it was no. There was the controversy was that everyone thought it should it was be rated going R. to be, and then it and then it ended up not being. Well, no, so it, it was it was in, never intended to be R. Like the directors, the writers, and the and everything said it was never intended to be R. Oh, I see. People wanted it to be R. Is what it was. Because so what did uh, Venom eats people? What and did, stuff. Right. Yeah. And there, but there were like kids in the theater. I was like, what is going on here? You know, I could tell that there were. I mean, there were quote-unquote kids like high schoolers in the row behind me making a bunch of noise and there was like a family in the row in front of me and i'm like what who brought kids to see this movie this is because you thought it was our right well well, since since 12 and she watched it now it's it's something that's interesting um to me is that pg-13 now it's just so loose with the ratings anymore. It's, I mean, I, I don't want to. I mean, the ratings myself. are completely subjective. I guess, but like they, I, again, this is dating me here a bit. But you watch, you watch movies when I was younger, even in high school, and if they would have said the f bomb, immediate R rating, you know. But you're, mm. now you're allowed to say it once, like that. I don't understand. If you can say it once, what's the difference between seeing it, saying it seven hundred times? I mean, you <laughs> know, what I mean, if you're gonna say it, yeah, it's whatever. Is it? Is it? Like, I don't know. If- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was in college, um, which would have been 2001 or two, um, maybe two or three, uh, I took film appreciation and we talked about those ratings. Like the MPAA basically takes 13 people that cover all of the major demographics, right? Okay. Um, Stereotypes, whatever, very diverse 
group of people and they screen the movie and the people vote really what they think the rating should be oh you're kidding me i thought uh, there was like a clear thing no right that's what that's what you would sort of think but it it really is just like what's the what's the general consensus consciousness of of film goers and and judge it based on that it's just like you know we have different standards for uh violence and sexual themes than they do in Europe or in Britain. At no least. kidding. I did. Um, I did not know that. Really. That's why. That's why there are websites like. Um, I want to say Kids in Mind. Okay. I'd be surprised if I hadn't haven't mentioned this on the show before, but it's Kids in Mind is this site where they very, um, like clinically, scientifically, just like list everything in the movie. They're like, oh, there are this many, you know profanities there are this many um um, racy scenes or like religious epithets or as they say scatological references (laughs) which i assume is just somebody saying shit yeah right right. um uh, but just like very very detached cold like clinical verbiage which is uh, fairly hilarious to read but of course if you're a parent or uh, you know whatever i mean i guess it's mostly for parents but it is um and you want to know uh, you know, just exactly what's in a movie because there's no way of saying like, you know, a PG-13 film could have violence that you object to or, you know, like Titanic was PG-13. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't. It's just, it's just what is, you you know, as a parent, what what has your child been exposed to? What do you want to not, you know? Right. Well, to, I, like, I don't want to reach drive into, home. into this too much, but it, it's sure. it, the idea is that I, I want to speak to to a moment as as a, as a parent with a kid is that um, that kids don't understand at the age how to use things in what context and what's acceptable socially and whatnot. So it's all sure. it's always best to to err on on the the social norms to not go out and say f f f f f to everything you say because it's just not socially acceptable. To do it. But they don't know that they don't know that there's no you know there's no context for them to not know that it's it's something that gets it gets a reaction and they'll do it as many times as they can so yeah so when you put them in front of something and a word is designed to get a specific reaction so in venom they do say the f word and it's it's a um it's it's at a moment when they the writers wrote it Specifically, he's like, he says, oh, F, you know what I mean? Mm. And it like the music stops for a second. He looks up. It's a big moment. And he says, oh, F. And I think mm. Spider-Man says, you know, oh, shit at, in one of the movies. And mm. and it's not like it's just in a casual conversation. Like they zoom in on him. the pauses, the camera stills. And then he says the cuss word, you know, and it's like right. so, so kids see that as. Who don't understand the you know that you shouldn't why you shouldn't say all these things or why other people take it in in different you know contexts they'll take that and say that's cool oh shit. oh this oh and then they'll say it again and again mm. to everything even if they're like twelve I mean I did it right, right? Um, sure so it's just one of those that if why parents want to look at that and say you know they I don't like the f word being put in my movies with my kids it's just because the kids don't understand it yet. And this is making it, you know, like me, I, I curse, not constantly, but I'll say it every once in a while around friends or something and Sydney will be around and she understands it's not a, a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want her to do it, but I, I don't, I'm not against it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I don't want 
it yeah. it on the big screen with you know uh, Mickey Mouse to say the words. You know? Right, right. Yeah, it was it was kind of quote unquote fun to stand in the concession line for uh, Deadpool, the original Deadpool. Yeah, and hear the the guy at the ticket counter explain to parent after parent in line why this comic book superhero movie is rated r yeah it's definitely right? rated like r. My, my kid has seen every mcu movie what's wait this is why is this rated r yeah and for him to explain like no no if if you have that question your your child should probably not be seeing this movie yeah this that and i liked that i, I actually really liked that 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 and wolverine in very different ways embrace the rated r rating and right. use them and use them appropriately like deadpool was is hard r because of its comedy it's an r rated comedy but yeah. wolverine is r rated brutality you know, and and mean, he curses Logan. and stuff, but says it appropriately, yeah. I guess. Right. Um, and those those are great. Those were movies that should have been R, were intended to be R, and not just blatantly. You know, we're going to put gratuitous sex scenes in. To, not to do not it. gratuitous. It just was appropriate to the subject matter. Right. And but when, actually, when Venom put in like the f words and things like that, it's just like, oh, we're doing this so that we can just skirt the edge. It was intentional. Oh yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's go back. Um, let's go back to the movie so, Venom. Yeah, we've we've talked about uh, this. So, are you um, you're a comic book reader? You yeah. were you fairly familiar with the lore of um of Venom going sure. into this film? Sure, I was a big fan of Venom. Uh, if I like this, I like the Spider Man costume. It was neat. Sure, sure. If I say the name Carnage, no, oh, uh, yeah, do, do you know all about Carnage. I do. Um, okay. That that was Andrew, that was Pat had asked about that at the very end. Like, who's this guy? I don't yeah. get the tag. And the, the it was like, unlike the MCU films, uh, um, Sony and um, who's the Fox? Who's the actual studio that did this? I mean, it's Fox and Sony, but um, I, I'm not going to remember now the actual who, studio. I don't know who but did this one. It's not one of those two. Um, okay, but anyway. Like their little like after credits scene is so much less subtle than any of the like the MCU ones are all like if you know if you know that that's uh, Captain Marvel's um, logo then you know what's coming if you know that that's Thanos's giant purple head like right. you, but the, the, like in this one it's like my name will be Carnage or something like that <laughs> like oh. Oh, so it's Carnage? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> right, right. It's not quite as bad as uh, Batman vs. Superman. Um, somebody sending uh, um, Diana a, a dossier of um, of Justice League YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, right, but, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, it's still fairly, fairly like blunt force. Yeah, uh, except I, 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 you say that, true. It's definitely Carnage, but... I don't. I think Carnage is one of the most lesser-known villains in comic books. I mean, he's a Andrew was sitting next to me in the theater, and he thought that I, I guess as a spoilers, he thought that the main villain of um of Venom was going to be Carnage. I did too. I thought it was going to be Carnage. Uh, I thought when uh, when they made Riot, which is a completely just movie made guy, that they were going to do Carnage, but. Our, our buddy Fox from Geek Scholar News had done an article for Eclipse. Um, he did a review for Venom, 
and he mentioned and and it, when between us as well he'd also mentioned that he thought that the the villain was lame by the way this is, we're talking about venom so if you don't want spoiler get out of here because we do that um <laughs> the most like casual now that we're halfway into the conversation yeah, hey, yeah we're just, spoil. just get on out um is that uh, he didn't like that the the villain was like the main symbiote bad guy thing was just kind of bland in a copy of Venom, but that was fine. I think what they were going to want to do is make a good movie and then have Carnage for the second one, um, which is sure. fine, fine. But which is uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to get Carnage in there, but um, they had Cletus. I think it's Cletus Cassidy. I think that's his name, which was a surprise Woody Harrelson cameo, right? I didn't know he was in this movie at all. Yeah, yeah, just completely random um, um, Woody Harrelson cameo. I do want to 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 go back. You said um, <clears throat> what you said. You said Eclipse Magazine that the article that Fox is on uh, LRM. Oh, LRM. I'll link it. I he did it first. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't want him to message us later when he says right, he's like, no, no, I don't do that for them. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> yeah, so. Right. Uh yeah, this movie Venom. Uh, if you haven't seen it, and you want to see it, and not be spoiled. Don't, don't stop and fast <laughs> forward, and we'll now. do chapter break, and you can skip ahead and and come back. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, right, Car- so Carnage, Carnage is what, cool. He's crazy. It's it's nice to see. Like the the thing about Carnage, I'm not going to go into my comic book no mode here, but just that that he <laughs> he's he's basically Venom was Venom's got a backstory in the comic book that's tied very intimately to Spider-Man and was a, is an alien that's, that has aggressive tendencies in, in its nature, but, Mm -hmm. but was wronged by Spider-Man. I mean, if you can kind of look at him as a, as a, as a thing that's been wronged, like he just was a, a living symbiote with Spider-Man and then wanted, had impulses that weren't good with Spider-Man, but Spider-Man was like, no, you're, I'm going to lock you up and hurt you and rip you from me. And it kind of, you know, and then he went to somebody else that also hated Spider-Man and they kind of used their dual anger for Peter Parker. Um, so just how much of the story in this movie is is from the comics or is this mostly an original story? It's mostly I mean, 10 percent is from the, the comics, maybe concept of. Yeah, because the there's no Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah, like, it's that, just Venom. It's there's a there's an element of like, you know, Sony still has the rights to venom for however long they can still hold it and like let's make a standalone movie but we can't do this and this because we sold that part of the story to uh back to the mcu well they didn't sell it i mean they they technically actually do have they have spider-man still um they just are they don't want to interfere with the mcu because right now they got actually got a piece of the pie I mean, it's like, hey, right, and it's a very successful piece of the pie, and, and I'm sure that the yeah. next Spider-Man will make gangbusters as long as Sony knows, as long as we don't mess it up, we just don't mess it up, right? Um, so, how did you how did you feel about this movie? I liked it. I did. Um, Sydney was, I said, excited about it, and I was surprisingly excited about. It. She came up out really watching. She told me. Um, this dad, this is one that I, and I quote that we're gonna have to buy and watch over and over and over again. That's how much she liked it. Um, and I mm. kind of, maybe it was because of her that I felt the same way. Um, and I thought of you for a minute cause I, I felt the moderated expectations thing. <laughs> I went in not, I'm thinking completely terrible of this, that it would just be something I watch. I'll buy and watch every four years just to remind myself that there was a Venom movie. 
Um, but but I I came out thinking it was okay. There was sure there's there's some things that could be could have been fixed. I thought the story could have been better. Maybe it spent a lot longer at the beginning than it should have, and not enough at the end. Um, the villain was kind of bland. I, all these things are just not important. They're fine because going into it and seeing a fun action superhero. I don't even want to say anti-hero because he's kind of hero, but just sit back and eat the popcorn kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's a little bit like, um, and it's interesting. I've been thinking about that since you, you said Sid really liked it. Despite the fact that Venom, like you see him literally bite the heads off people, yeah. but there's no blood. So, you know, that that's important for the ratings right. reactions, like how gory it is. It's almost, it's almost cartoonish because it's CGI and it's nobody that you know, generally, um, except wasn't there one like really annoying character? I don't even remember now. I don't remember either. Um, the, the, the but, but there are annoying. elements of it that feel like n- not quite kid movie, but that kind of like, you know, as you say, popcorn, summer blockbuster in many ways, kind of. All of the things that I criticized Last Jedi about, um, you know, when I when I read the premise, the summary for this movie, because um, I didn't know anything about it until very recently. Um, you know, there's been not a lot of movies coming out. We haven't really talked about it because it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Um, and I read the I read the description of it, and I'm like, oh, is this um, is this bad guy gonna be another like? preachy slam on capitalism or corporate America. Cause that's a little bit tired. These days, like, is it going to be another Lex Luthor kind of thing? As uh, he was more like a Steve, as I said in our, in our, in our group chat, I like the, um, uh, uh, honest trailers call him evil. Dr. Facebook. (laughs) Right. Cause it's, um, it's what's his name who played Zuckerberg. (laughs) Right. Um, and uh, but, but you know, I liked Chris Kattan in that role. He was he was fairly convincing. Yeah, he he, he seemed like a, a good guy, but not Nobody, good guy. That, that that joke just flies over. The, the Fox Kattan. completely missed it, right? <laughs> From SNL back in the day, it's yes. obviously not Chris Kattan. He's too old. Right. Um, but he wasn't that. To go back to what I was saying about it being almost a movie for kids, like that character. Um, who is Drake something Drake. Um, yeah, just Drake is one is, is just completely like unsympathetic. Uh, um, what would he be? Chaotic evil. I, like, I guess he, not, not chaotic. He, I'd say he's like lawful evil. He's, it's, he, he was a little bit, um, not, not Steve jobs. He's, he's, um, Elon Musk. Right. Elon Musk, yes, that's right. I would agree. Um, with that. Except I don't know anything about Elon Musk except that that the, there are Teslas and he was dating that weird chick for a while and he right. puts rockets into space because David, my brother who works for the contractor down in NASA, um, sets up their his SpaceX rockets to go right. up into space. Yeah, um, he, he does. He's very Elon Musk ish but then you just have this casual disregard for life where you're like no there's no subtlety to whether or not this guy is bad um he's not a complex villain like he has this thing that he's trying to do based on 
nothing but supposition and he's just going to keep trying it on homeless people until one of them is a match and never mind that he's just like murdering a, a endless line of, of homeless people like oh okay so he's bad is what you're right. trying to say like you know, it's very you know, simple very straightforward um in many ways just like uh um the your perception of darth vader in a new hope you're like yes this is the bad guy yeah there's right no there's no complexity there's no ambiguity um he's just bad and just dude it. does bad things right yeah, you know, you know, I think though in Venom and and a lot of these other movies, the superhero movies, Marvel sometimes will get a lot of bad rap about their villains not being really great, um, with a few exceptions mm-hmm. like Loki, um, and that's because sometimes I think writers don't want to get, um, don't want to muddle origin stories of a hero or of the main character with other stories, because sure, it, arguably you could say that. Um, the first Thor was about Thor and Loki because Loki was kind of the main character too. So, you know, and he had a lot of great scenes and he was a good actor doing a lot of scenes with Odin and, and they were, so it was kind of both of their origin stories, which is fine. But sometimes when you, when you're writing a movie like Venom, that nobody knows even anything about the main character, then they, they just give you a, they just put a bland villain in there that he's got to fight at the end and the real story comes from who the main character is. Well, yeah, and the and the um Eddie Brock character is a little bit like chaotic good, chaotic yes, neutral. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say chaotic. Yeah, both either. Those are good. Because he's this sort of, you know, like he's clearly pr- the protagonist. You're clearly supposed to supposed to sympathize with him, but he has no like scruples like he's he's completely self-focused yeah at the beginning of the film um but but yeah it's good all the the interaction with him and and the and venom once you finally get to that point the the thing you know i mean yeah i see both sides of that like yes it took a long time to get to that point but then once it did get to that point it was just you know i mean we've talked before about how i I don't love action sequences. Like I yeah. have seen action sequences that I love, but I get bored with it fairly quickly. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't love a lot of the Venom action sequences. I and liked they sort of the last they sort one, of throw away. They sort of throw away the the um, Elon Musk villain, f- you know, for the sake of this of this symbiote villain and them fighting like in the symbiotes and like kept flashing and 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 doing all that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I liked there was that slow motion scene when they were all into one and it kind of blows up and they're this mm-hmm. goop to the two, two symbiotes are fighting with the guys in the middle of it, which was that was kind of neat. Um, yeah. Well, I, I want to say to your point, you had said something about their They got to kind of kid humor. Um, I, I, I mean, told, it sounds a little derogatory. I no, just no, no. I, I agree with it. I, I think it's that was hard for me to swallow and that um, Venom started out very cool in this like voice in his head that was a dark deep voice and was kind of had some evil and was angry and you know mm-hmm. an aggressive thing but then re- it didn't take but 10 15 minutes and then all of a sudden he's becoming a jokester 
He's being like, and then he said, when he says like, I was a loser on my planet, I was like, oh man, you know, I mean, I, I liked, I liked when he was this total badass kind of, you know, alien thing that just kicked butt and was awesome. Um, and then now he becomes Joker buddy, which some people, and I think it might've been even Fox who reviewed it and said, it's, it's kind of a buddy movie. It's not a, it's not a, a, a superhero type thing. It's a buddy movie where these two guys right, are talking right. and hanging out. Um, which, okay, I just had to shift gears from cool Venom that I know. Right. And and when I had, when I said I like Venom in the comic books, this isn't Venom. This isn't Venom at all in the comic books. And that's totally fine. I, I'm not against that because every interpretation is fine and different and it's just a thing. I have my I'm Venom in the comic of, books. I'm trying to think of what that reminds me of. And it's a little bit like some elements of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, we mean with the Hulk and, and well, where uh, you have this this character, this story that's kind of um, that you think of as kind of serious, but then it ends up being, you know, kind of goofy buddy stuff. Yeah, it does. I mean, if you think about Thor Ragnarok with the Hulk and Thor when they first see each other and they're fighting like this huge massive battle, and then the scene right after it is where they're joking in back in the the hotel room type thing. They're like, you know, Hulk's. Yeah. throwing a ball at the wall and um you know it, it becomes very much lighthearted and the rest right. of the show is kind of like that and that's kind of how this gets to which i said like it's fine it's okay i i can really appreciate that they're making their own thing here with venom and i'm okay with that because because they got a couple things that were good enough for me like i got to see that sure. he's this symbiote thing i it it's still his the way he transforms is something you can't see in comic books right but you can see Right on there, and that was neat. It's something that's just so they did a lot of things I always would want to see in a Venom movie. There, and it's not like, um, what's his name? Is it Topher Grace? Oh, gosh, in, to yes, uh, Topher Grace. Is that Spider Man 3? Yeah, that's Spider Man 3. That, that, <laughs> the, the problem, the problem with that one that got it wrong was that Topher Grace was fine himself in that movie for most of it. Um, he was skinny. Venom is this hulking beast. So you see right. the difference now that you've seen Venom. You, that's the actual Venom in the comic book. It's this big, huge, hulking monster. And and that's right. what makes vi the difference between Spider-Man and Venom. Spider-Man is a lithe spider that jumps into these acrobatics and stuff like that, while Venom's a huge, mm. hulking monster beast. Um, and so when you put Topher Grace in this very small mm. little thing, it's <laughs> like, oh, this is not Venom. And then Venom doesn't even talk. So, you know, the whole idea of we do this and why would we do that? Type stuff. It's, it's funny. Um, I had a, I, I went ahead in my brain here, so I'm connect the dots. But in the in the previews for this movie, um, was one of the uh, uh, Spider Verse trailers. Oh and yeah, yeah. I had, I so had looking happened forward to, that. to, yeah, I had happened to find that and show it to my sister, my youngest sister, who was watching this movie with us, like a day or two before we went and saw this movie, mm -hmm. and um. And we're watching it and they get to they're going through the woods and, and Gwen Stacy is there. And she's like, right. what? Who? She's like, Gwen, what's Gwen Stacy doing there? Isn't that Emma Stone? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's Spider Gwen. Yeah. She's like, what? What's that? And I'm <laughs> and like, I don't really know who Spider Gwen is, but it's like a rare moment where I actually knew the obscure comic book reference. That <laughs> usually I'm the I'm on the other side of that. I'm like, who's Carnage? Who's <laughs> right. this? Who's... Uh, right. Who's Venom? Is Venom that guy from 
From the emo Spider-Man movie? <laughs> and now you're like, I know Spider-Gwen. I know who the- I even know her name on there, right? Well, yeah, I- speaking of um uh, speaking of obscure comic knowledge whatever, we uh we talked about this off the air, but um I I was so intrigued by it that I didn't want to wait for us to set it up on the air, but last week uh we were talking about DC Comics and comics series. Yes. Okay, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, okay, and DC has just started their own streaming service with mm-hmm. Blackjack and Hooker. And we we have talked about this a little bit. We're actually given a lot. given the very ambiguous confusing name DC Universe. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Not to be confused with horrible, horrible DCUO, DCEU or the the general term DC Universe. Right. Um it's just, it's just the same reason that Marvel calls it the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that it's not confused with the entire Marvel Universe that includes <laughs> the just, comics and the barrel, books and the cartoons, whatever. Animated. It's complicated. Anyway. WB does um, not make good choices. We know that. Okay. All right. Uh, or do they own DC? Whatever. Yeah, matter. Warner Brothers. Does um, but you had recommended a, a comic series to me called The Spider... Spider. Jeez, Spider. We talked about we talked about Venom for so long. I got Spider Man <laughs> in my brain still. The Supergirl from Krypton. It yeah. is Batman Superman issues eight to twelve. I think no, that's not enough. Eight eight to fourteen, maybe. Let, let me set yeah, this up. So how I set it up to six, you, so that our issues. listeners can understand how this this kind of come about a little bit. Um, so I know that that you have tried it several times. In, in your life to, to get into comics or to, to, I think I know just personally, you have genuinely tried to get into things and, and pick things up, take the time sure. and, and done the, the stuff, but it's just been very difficult as comic books can be. Um, and people will give all sorts of times when you need to do it and how you need to do it. But I think some of the most important things you can do as a new comic book reader is to not come in something like the X-Men or Superman or Batman and, and just start picking up at when they, always relaunch at number one with a new story. That's that's not important. It's not important that you are experiencing these old characters with crazy histories um, at a number one or a new story. What's important is that you get a new character that's also new and that you could, that's about them and follow them along in, in their whatever that might be. And then they can experience these long historical characters along with you and if you find those guys interesting, then you can branch out into the things in the world. And this story was one that I had picked up with uh, Kara Zarel, which is Superman's cousin. And they had relaunched her whole character because she's got a stupid, crazy backstory. They just l- launched her again, and she lands on Earth, and Batman and Superman come to to find out who this meteorite thing is that lands. Um, and you get to experience her story totally reset as if she's totally new to this whole world, just like you are. Um, so I thought that was a good a starting point for you to be able to jump in and then <clears throat> be totally wrapped up in all these people that you have no idea who they are and what they are, and they're just this massive universe. But you're also kind of following along with this new character um, to, to do that with, which is Supergirl. So you you read yeah, it, right? So, you you so got to had- read them all? Yeah, we had talked about this before we recorded last week, and then after talking about it, I was like, I was like, I'm going to go see what this is available on. Yeah, and of course, there are websites out there where you can see most mainstream things 
with yeah. a bunch of super shady ads. And if you're on a Windows machine, you will probably get a virus. Right. Uh, <laughs> but right. I did not do that. I signed up for the free trial of DC DCU because right. I thought that at least one of us should try it so that we can give a super subjective impression of it for the show, <laughs> for, the, right. for the listeners, for both of our which, listeners. Which I will do as well sometimes too when Titans comes out. Yeah. Um, so I did that uh, and I installed the app on my iPad and on my phone and on my Apple TV um, just to... Wait, do, do you want to talk about DC Universe or do you want first or do you want to talk about the, the, the Supergirl story? Two, well, this, two topics. The, the, the topic goes together. So, okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. I've said before on the show that a couple years ago I played the Injustice um, mobile game. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that, or m- maybe around the time that I quit playing that game, um, I read that whole comic series, or at least the first five years worth of story. Okay. Um, which was long and complicated because it's this weird parallel universe. People pick sides. And yeah. in the course of playing that game and reading those comics, I got just the barest little bits and pieces of a of a wide swath of DC characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole... Uh, um, what's his name? The Green Lantern guy? Yeah, you got and, totally skewed perceptions of these his, characters. His whole core and the Sinestro guys and the right. Green Lantern planet. And uh, th- there's that whole thing. And then the whole uh, Black Adam Shazam stuff the I mean, apocalypse hell, dark Superman side stuff yeah so, i mean superman superman goes bad so there's there's that um and so that's that's sort of my my exposure to to dc comics um that and and all of the the all of the batman movies yeah and a handful of the like like i read um uh, mad love the the uh, harley quinn comic Mm-hmm. which is just one issue like it's not there's not that right. much to it and so so that's my my sort of contact so i got this service and downloaded these comics and i read the first three so yeah that's why i say i can't really separate the topics so i read the <laughs> first three issues on the app and um and i was like okay there's a there's a cliffhanger the story's not finished i'm like where is <laughs> where, where the did the cliffhanger do you remember uh, at the end of issue three, so um, I remember I saw ahead. it in one big graphic. Skip novel. ahead if you if you don't want to get spoiled on this comic series from two thousand four. Um, when the uh when Doomsday, quote unquote, which is, is all whole spoiler, shows up at Themyscira. Okay, yeah, that's the end of issue three. Or it's like issue ten, but the third Man, one. They, in this they series. really throw everything in this series, don't they? Like they put everything in it, like Doomsday, I mean, Darkseid, sort of. Like that's the main thing. Like Darkseid and one of his guys, like managed to sort of clone Doomsday, but it's not real, and it is just right. a distraction. Yes. Um, but in general, it was really good. Like I, for better or for worse, have read a lot of between injustice and this and batman versus superman whole thing 
like I have a pretty good sense of conflict that happens between Batman and Superman. Yeah, right? like right. Who, who, I happen the to have between who they are been exposed to um, these things, and I think in general I land more on the Batman side of that argument sure. uh, for for better or worse. Maybe just because most of what I've read is injustice, and Batman is clearly the fascist villain in that series. Oh, you mean um, Superman? Superman's the fascist. Guy. Superman, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's you know he's all powerful. He's a Boy Scout. He's this and this and this. So I'm like, eh, yeah, right, it's right. Of, it's kind of tiresome. And I I said in in my text to you that it, I get tired of his uh, um, self righteous. But Batman, I mean, Batman is completely self righteous. So that's not right. really where they're where they're. Yeah, the, the, but, the, the two the two of them have have. I mean, it's it's great. There's been like obviously many many decades of talking about these two different characters, but they're uh, uh, and they are night and day from each other. And Diana is always that middle ground. So that's what right. makes that holy, what they call the Holy Trinity of them. So perfect is that they're, they're all good, but in totally opposite different ways. Yeah. Her bringing like them that, together. that was the only good thing of the only good part of Batman versus Superman, as I've said several times before on the show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I thought the comic was really good. Like the story was all really interesting. The, the interactions between the characters all felt natural. Like, Batman was always kind of suspicious, which you understand from his history, or yeah. which I understand from his history because I yep. am most familiar with Batman's history. Sure. Um, you know, the kinds of villains that he deals with. Um, and also understanding that Batman is a man, right? Yeah. He has to approach things with more caution, more circumspection than um, than Superman because Superman is basically invulnerable like he has the he has the privilege to you know use a word that's overused um of being able to be really trusting yeah and and he also has he he is i mean there's there's so many things to talk about in this thing about the the two of them and their their different takes is that superman is all powerful but he mm-hmm. has he also is very family oriented and he's super trusting like that's yeah. just his Boy Scout nature is to think good of people and that no 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 this is totally going to be fine everything's okay, and Batman is not Batman is like everyone is bad and we need to make sure that they prove themselves good first right and it's I mean it's um you know this is a series I've not read any of the other series but the title of the series is Batman Superman or maybe Superman right. Batman I don't remember which order yeah. it's important because there are other series where the names are the other way around. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Comics are confusing. I don't. You probably knew this already. But, <laughs> Comics, um, right? Yeah. Um, and but but the, so but this, really, this the series story, does a good job of doing that. The, telling the yeah, this series, too. this series, while being a series about Supergirl, is mostly about Batman and Superman and their yeah. conflict. Like half of the dialogue in the little dialogue bubbles is the bubbles. Their inner monologue of these two characters, and they use mm-hmm. color to. To denote those, it got a little confusing at points, but um, <laughs> right. So to uh, all, all that was awesome. The the art is amazing, and uh, the, the art the art is fantastic. I, I can't I can't stress enough to me to to say to people is that how much art means to me when when picking at a comic. I'm I go back and forth and reading pick and buying Thor is one of my pulls that I get every month, and and I will watch read it for a year, and they'll switch artists, and then I'll give it 
it'll be an artwork that I don't like and it'll last another three months before I'm like, okay, stop pulling it because mm-hmm. no matter how good the stories are, I just cannot stand the art. And this artwork sure. was so, it, it just elevated the story so much. Well, you know. and it's, I mean, this is a weird sort of medium because the art is very, in general, it's not always this And the way. coloring, They're, and the coloring, the coloring was important too. The, 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 the ink and the coloring is, yes. um, it's really what this medium is all about. Um, yes. Like you can, you know, I looked at these, these issues are six issues. So it took a little over six months or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they come out every month. So it took six months to tell this story. Um, all spread out over a couple days. I read the whole thing in like an hour. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a little bit of text and a lot of art. That's, so the yeah. art, is is what this medium is about and it's yeah you know it's unique to its style most of it is very like exaggerated kind of like skin tight in a way that no kind of skin tight material works um <laughs> right right but right. it's it's what it is like if you know there are different forms of it different variations and like um you know in Japan they have their own complete version of you know stuff that has become anime started out as manga and um light novels and all of those things that they that they have over there with you know gigantic eyes that like disney has now and mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's just you know in a 2d drawn medium you can do what you want you know bugs bunny and, and you, doesn't look really that... anything like an actual rabbit <laughs> right, right yeah you know the thing about the the artwork in here is 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 a good example of how artists can can tell the story i mean this is a very generic thing saying but i got a point um how they can tell their own story without words um and, and i think about a scene in this comic book where um superman batman and wonder woman go and visit uh uh big barda um, and, and Mr. Fantastic or Mr. Miracle and he's not there. And it's just Barda and they live in a suburban home and mm-hmm. you see and like they make a little comment. Barda makes a comment about uh, is, is there a Batmobile or a um, invisible jet out in, in my neighbors and there's a lady across <laughs> the street. Um, but in that scene, there's a there's a things that the artists do that have that you it wouldn't really come off well or the same way in a, in a movie or a TV shows. Batman is sitting over there staring at a wall and he's in this like just long elongated cape and cowl. And he's over there all by himself and he's dark and he's got a dark shadowed face. Superman is on the other side of the room and he's floating in the middle of the living room, you know, kind of just a foot above everyone, even Barda, who's like seven foot tall. He just is always floating above everyone else. And then Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, who's grounded and right there on, in front of everybody in, this, in these bright colors, right? So you have okay. uh, the artists just drawing scenes every time he does these characters. He, he draws them in their, in their attitudes. Batman has always, you know, got shadows oh, and is I, always dark I see what you're and, saying. Yeah, yeah. and is always doing something off. And, and in that scene there, he was over like looking at for Mr. F- Mr. Miracle's like secret thing. He was... You know, looking what is Batman doing way off in the side, and he, and the he's, artist draws him in for the some corner. Gadgets, right? When Superman is like showing his presence that he is this huge, powerful kind of being, and he's looking for something, right? I mean, he wants something from the person. He's very present, and Wonder Woman is just there, being who she is in the middle of things. 
uh, and the artist draws that. And when you could draw those scenes and we have scenes on Themyscira, Wonder Woman is in charge and Wonder Woman is the warrior goddess that she is fighting, mm-hmm. you know, battles and combat and training. Um, and then you have the Batcave when Supergirl's at the Batcave and he's very like, you know, closed off and she's sheltered and, and stuck in a cave the whole time, which is very much who Batman is. And it's drawn right. that way. Um, so anyway, the, the, the storyline, I, I love so much about it because you get to experience Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman in these, you know, kind of like from the first time, you know, Wonder Woman comes in on this series kind of surprisingly. Did, did you, did you know that was her who was attacking her Supergirl that first time, like in the park when, when Car was out there in the park and all of a sudden people started attacking her and then it's Wonder Woman, you know, like I've got, I'm taking you back here to, to do that. That was really impressive. Right, right. I um, I knew, that, I knew like, that was coming because you, you spoiled it a little bit. Oh, did I spoil that for you? Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, so that when I um, saw that, I was like, oh, it's her. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Harbinger. But but they they do introduce these odd characters that are like C or D listers in in the DC, but in interesting ways. Barda being one of them. The, the In general, um, um, so yeah, that's one of the things that I was going to comment on. Like, I think... I don't know. To me, at this point, maybe this was not true in 2004, but I kind of think that it was. Like, I feel like you should be able to take for granted um, the characters of Batman and Superman. Like, if you're sure. reading about Batman and Superman, you you probably know who those... The, what, that's one of the right. things that, that irritated me about Batman versus Superman is right from the beginning, I'm like, why in the heck are we watching Batman's origin story? Yeah. Who was watching this movie doesn't know Batman's origin? And obviously they were setting up the stupid Martha bit. But like <laughs> <clears throat> So then like to get to the end of the movie or the whatever, the end of the beginning of the third act when they do that reveal, I'm like, oh, that's what that was for? Come on. Right. But anyway, um you know, so those characters are fine. I have a pretty good idea of who Wonder Woman is because we just had a movie about her. Um and then everybody else is like Yes, Harbinger's thrown in there. Yes, uh, Darkseid, Apocalypse, Doomsday are all thrown in there. I know who Doomsday is, thanks to that terrible movie that I mentioned. Yeah, what's um, what's what are the girls' names that, that attack her? Is it the heart? They're not harpies. The, what are the, the the Fem Furies? The Furies, the Furies, right? Or, or fi- female Furies, maybe? Even? Maybe they're female Furies or something. That yeah, was a I thing guess. you could say in two thousand four, and it would have right, been yes, right. really stupid. Yeah, the, the Furies, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those like those are and, obscure and people. all of that stuff. It's like thrown in, and you're like, maybe you're supposed to know who all of these people are, but you get enough information in that series to get a get a sense, right? Like you have the basic information that you need to know why these characters are doing these things and what their perspective is. The story is not really about them. It's mostly about Kara and the interactions between Batman and Superman. And right. Uh, which which is great writing. I uh, thought, I thought like you don't, Varda is a weird character that's not in everything and you really wouldn't know her, but the writers did a good job of just giving you enough information in a few speech bubbles about why she wants to come along with, to apocalypse and why the furies are important to her they just say it in a few things but you you get enough to know who this character is why she's there and why she's important you know and then if you are interested in her which is the reason why i recommend it if you you can always go back and look her up and find her and find her so 
I wanted to, but yeah, good series. Uh, check it out if you haven't read it and you're interested in. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's definitely character, one of my stuff. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. I wanted to talk for just a minute about the DCU service. Yeah. My, or okay. my impressions, my experience with it. Um, and, and I'll I'll give my feedback here in a couple of weeks. I, I said I, I'm going to wait until the the Teen Titans series they launches, which I think is sometime this month, and I'll and I'll um, get it and watch that. So they had just the first three issues of this six issue series in the Ugh. in the service, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's terrible. Weird. Apparently, sometime this month they're going to have what they say is maybe their whole catalog, but I assume they're going to charge people for it, which. It's weird when you already have a subscription, but I'm not really exposed to that world. Um, I now, did. Now to set this up, you get you get when you do that because this wasn't clear the first time we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The DC Universe uh, subscription you get, you get what do you get with them? You get the comic books. Some comic books is what you're trying to talk so about. It's, what else? Do so you it's get somewhere with it? somewhere around. If you pay by the month, it's like eight dollars. I think it's seven ninety nine. Yes. You can also pay for a whole year for like seventy five, which is something less than that. Um, that's like six dollars or less. I don't know. Math. Sure. Um, I set it up by month because I'm like I I'm not going to free trial right. and then pay seventy five dollars. Uh, sure. Um, and you get a selection of TV shows, films, comics, and. I feel like there's one other category. Well, there's um, TV shows they're doing right now, right? Well, yeah, you just t- said that. You said that, right? T- yeah. TV and TV and film are together. Uh, I guess that sounds it. like the key word you're saying here is select, right? Selection, yeah. So, like um, before the show, you were saying we should watch um, that. I should watch the movie that they made based on the series called Superman Batman Apocalypse. It's a yep. animated movie it's not on the it's not on the service and as i said only the first three issues of this series are on the service i am not proud to say i turned on every ad blocker that i have and i went to one of those shady websites to see because i wanted to know what happens to the story um and uh, oh yeah right yeah you got to watch the end oh that's so shysterish i don't like that and and finished it on there but um one of the main things that I wanted to find out to see the service, because I didn't know how to really search for it, is whether they had something that some services call panel view or something. It's like if you're reading comics on a phone, the even the biggest phone screen is too small to see an entire page comic. And it's kind of a pain to – I mean, while – Pinch yeah. Zoom is is amazing, you know, and before we had it, it wouldn't have wouldn't have even been possible. Um, you can zoom in on text bubbles to like scroll around and and read the whole thing, but um, and maybe that's why they don't have as many yet. That not everything is converted for this format because you really have to um, from using it. Uh, and so yes, I went ahead of, before I answered my original question. Yes, the phone version of the DCU app does have panel view. Mm-hmm. And it does Which stuff sometimes like, work, sometimes doesn't. If you, yeah, right, like you're you're always kind of swiping in the same motion as if you're turning a page, but it doesn't turn a page. It will zoom in or zoom out, or you know, sometimes you'll get the whole picture, the whole page, because it's a some big full spread of, you know, yeah, somebody, somebody on the whole screen, yeah, some somebody's got somebody else by the neck or by the throat or whatever, and then when you swipe forward, it'll zoom way down to the tiny little. Uh, internal monologue 
dialogue box down at the bottom. Right. Um, and so that makes it possible to read comics on a phone, um, which was the main experience that I wanted to uh, try. Because I have an iPad mini, which can work, but is still sometimes too small. You got to zoom in to see the text and whatever. Um, so I wasn't thrilled about the selection. I don't know what they're going to do in the next couple weeks to make more of their comics available, whether they're going to do a microtransaction thing. Um, Ugh, I don't like the thought of that at all. I mean, I don't, the, I, I don't like it. The whole experience of like finding stuff, the search is not great. Um, you know, there's no kind of fuzziness to it at all. Um, or like it does the weird thing where like you add words to your search and it adds to your results. Like it's searching everything with an or. If you remember mm. back to the days when yes. we used to use exclusive keywords between search terms, yeah. search terms. Um, and then once you find what you're looking for, you have to download it and then view it. And yeah. The download now. I've had trouble with my internet for the past couple of weeks, but by, by um, the way, that's standard with comic book apps, comicsology. I, or I guess that makes sense. That's how Kindle works with books or Audible with yeah. Audiobooks, you got to so. download it. Um, they're images, basically, is what it is. Right, right. I mean, but we have images on the internet. I don't know if people. Know yeah, that, but, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, you can um. Right, you have to download it, but the download like would time out or something would go wrong with it. The app on the App Store, the iOS App Store, has a ton of one-star reviews from people not able to log in. I fortunately mm. did not have that problem, um, but the you know the app felt kind of clunky, and you know it's like um, you don't have an Apple TV. What um, what do you use to watch? To, like streaming services and stuff chromecast chromecast so you're mostly using your phone apps yeah i usually just cast to it yeah yeah that's what i mean um yeah. it's hard to this is sort of true on the phone apps as well although the amazon prime app is is very good on ipad because it has that um whatever they call it x-ray or something where if you pause video it'll show you all the actors that are in this in this shot okay but you compare, um, in my experience, generally, you compare Netflix to any other streaming app. Um, you know, like Amazon's is pretty good. Um, it's it's almost as good as Netflix. Um, Hulu's is a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> right. And then you get anything I th- I lower think than that. that like, Amazon's is pretty terrible. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but like. My my dad and I have been watching um, this old house, the the PBS um, home improvement series. Yeah, and PBS has an app where you're supposed to be able to view the same stuff that you can view on their website, but it's it's complete garbage to use. And oh, then geez. like it has the same problem. Where so this felt a little bit like that. I was like, oh, you didn't you didn't get you know. And I understand like I'm a software developer. Software is hard. Yeah, but, you you recognize these these things that are problems, yeah. right? And, um, and so that's mostly all I have to say about it. I like I said, I installed the um the app on my Apple TV, and so Andrew took advantage of that to watch some some stuff. Some we watched a movie called Batman. I sent you the link. What's it called? Batman oh, the the, the gas Gotham light one? by Gaslight. 
And this right. is the strangest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> it's okay. Batman. It's Batman set in Victorian England. But yeah, okay. He's not really English. The characters around him are English, but I think it's all the same, like Tara Strong and all the normal voice actors. So they're like doing accents, but the accents are not super consistent. Um, right. Like pops in and out. And he, his, like, um, the, the villain is Jack the Ripper. And I'm like, <laughs> right. what? What? What's yep. happening? Right. All right. Okay, so let's, let's go into our let's go into our weekly challenge. We gotta we gotta cover that. Thing. Yes. Our, All right. Okay. So this week we did a Netflix challenge, and this is the series, the limited series Maniac with uh, Seth Rogen. No. Uh, Jonah. Hey, <laughs> you did it again. You did yeah. it last week when you were talking about this. I that was it was intentional. I'm doing a bit. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jonah Hill. Jeez. The skinny Jonah can, Hill. Can, can, and, I was saying, I was gonna say, can we call him Skinny Jonah Hill? Can we do that? Nice and nice. And, and blonde uh, Emma Stone. Right. Um, what do you think about this show? Uh, it's a weird one. It, it was hard to see Skinny Jonah Hill. How's that? <laughs> no. Um, he's so, not funny. Uh, he's not he's, funny. He's normally uh, funny, but in this, he's not funny. Uh, so he, we're gonna talk about money this ball series. character almost. It's, but. We've we've not really seen enough of it to spoil all that much, but if you are watching it or are going to watch it uh, and you don't want to get spoiled, you should skip this chapter and right ahead to what will probably just be the wrap up of the show. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. I so so what I think of of, of Maniac. Uh. It's is it Maniac? Maniac, right? Um. Mm-hmm. It's not Manic. It's Maniac. Uh. We I watched four episodes. That's what we watched. Four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. It does feel like it just kind of started. Um, how many episodes are there total? Oof, I want like to say 12, eight, 10, maybe eight. That's all. 10. So do you think we watched half of them? It, we we should look out. that up. But the, the, the thing is, is that we, it felt like it just kind of started kind of. Um, and, and that's not to say that the series was slow. It just was. It felt very meandering. There, there was a couple episodes where we're learning about one character, and another char- episode we're watching about, learning about the other character, and it comes together. But it just, to me, felt very drab. And there was a lot. There's a lot of indie kind of feel to it, where it's this. Hmm. I don't know what's happening or what they're trying to show me. A lot of confusion, I guess. And and I didn't know what sure. it was. Uh, um, so there are ten episodes. Ten episodes. Total. Okay, so we watch a little under half. So, so a to me, like, the show felt I didn't know what it was or what it was trying to tell me. And so a little bit episodes, like a little bit like the um, the show, the series that we watched, um, End of the Effing World, I believe. Um, yeah, okay, the, I remember the that. first wow, two episodes cool. are just set up for the two main characters. Right. Well, and how, then, do we, how do we make it to the end of that one? That one feels the same kind of way. Was it short episodes or something? They weren't very long. They weren't very long, and the whole series wasn't very long. It was just like okay. this one. It was like ten or twelve episodes, and then it was like twenty it was, minute episodes. Or it was funny. Where this is so far not been funny, at least not, intentionally not funny. funny. Right, right, right. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, Legion. I've not it, seen that one. Oh, you haven't. You haven't seen that. That's the no. um, um, what's his name, Dan Stevens. I want to say from Downton Abbey. Okay. Um, it's sort of X Men. Oh wait, is it is it David? Uh, 
Is it his uh, Professor X's kid? Is that the one? Oh yeah, I needed to watch this. I heard it was okay. Wait, David is Professor X's. David kid? Holler, yeah, uh huh. Oh. He's Professor X's kid. So, so now you, you now you know you haven't you haven't seen that series. No, it's it's I've, it's got mixed for me. It's that okay. It's that so it if you imagine ties, it doesn't tie. if you imagine every scene that you've seen in Maniac so far where you're confused and you're not sure what's real and what's going on. That's nearly that's every moment of Legion. Okay. Um, that, I mean, that the, m- the premise of the, the, the premise of the series is the character can't distinguish what's real from what isn't. And so they make the audience feel that way too. Okay. Uh, that's by the way, that's, that's uh Legion in the comic books. And it's something that's not been a compelling character for me. Hence sure. why I have not watched the series. Cause it's I see. just not, not as bad. It's just not been for me. So there's a little bit of that. And then, Something that was kind of interesting to me, though, fairly quickly fades away, is um, is the style of it. It's um, it's clearly, you know, like a not quite dystopian. Fu- I mean, I guess you could call it dystopian future, but there's not really enough world building um, for you to say whether it's dystopia. Um, it's so weird. It's, I mean, it's it's fine weird, but it's just- the the characters are the, you know the main characters are depressed or addicted or or whatever they're you know unhappy let's say and so that's why i say it leans into dystopia um but it's stylistically very similar to old classic sci-fi not classic sci-fi but like um a little bit of um um shoot blade runner a little bit of brazil um a little 1984 kind of stuff um all of that all that you know dystopian cyberpunk uh sci-fi that was made in the 80s so stylistically it's set in the 80s you know they're the older characters are wearing 70s kind of yeah it's like a an 80s interpretation of the future right right they're like they've still got big boxy crt monitors with green got it Text, yeah, I can see that. Okay, but, that makes sense. Yeah, but at okay. the same time, they have a whole currency based on ads, and they have some kind of technology to read and maybe manipulate people's dreams, also with a some kind of medication involved. Right. Um, you know, there's Man, that. That really does explain this a lot more when I think about it as an '80s interpretation of the future. That really kind of fits. That makes yeah. me. Exp- feel a it, little bit better about it's it. It's a little bit similar to Stranger Things, but of course Stranger Things is kind of funny and it's, right. you know, has kids on an adventure, so it's a little more accessible. This is more like as I said Brazil or um it's a depressing psychological sure thing. Sure. And not depressing. I wouldn't say it's four, like depressing. We're four episodes in, so we're to the point where I think based on what I've seen from the thumbnails of future episodes, like these two characters just have some kind of series of adventures in parallel worlds, not parallel worlds, but imaginary worlds, like, um, you know, almost like a quantum leap kind of thing. Does it feel like a dark mirror to you with that? Um, the, the first, the first episode or two definitely felt like black mirror. I'm like, Oh, this weird thing with the ads. This is classic black mirror. Right. And they're trying to tell you something in each episode of it, which is, I don't know. It, it, I, 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 was, don't, I was having I don't a know about that. Following. Like, I don't, Black Mirror definitely had this, like, 
I almost want to call, call it a moral, like moral of the story, except in Black Mirror, the moral most of the time was people are terrible and technology is even worse. Um, mm. Just a right. super depressing moral. I don't think that I got that from this. It was just like, here's this world and it's like this and it's it sucks for this guy and we're not entirely sure why. Um yeah, maybe that's my maybe that was my hang up kind of on it was that I within four episodes I didn't have uh, I didn't have a path. I, I kind of think that part of movie going is knowing that you're progressing something, whether it's the the story the writers take you left and then shoot you to the right and then hmm. twists and turns. This this has a I don't even know what's going on. And then there's a new episode comes in. And then in episode four, it just completely throws you for another loop that you have no idea what's happening. And I don't know what they're trying to do here. Am I supposed to follow this? Are these characters like connecting? Is this just a, somebody's exposition trying to tell me about mental health? I don't know mm. what's what's happening. And, and that's why when I got done with episode four, which was not like any of the rest of them, I felt like, Okay, you still haven't told you haven't given me a clue as a viewer <laughs> what you what I should be expecting of the next episode or what I should be expecting of the series. Right. So my my the long short of it is that when I was done with episode four, I was like, eh, it's okay. I I, I have a feeling if if the first four is any indicative of the last six, it's there's probably not going to be any resolution at the end. It's just going to be like, ta da, we did it. And I'm like, okay, you know, and yeah, that's it's why a little it wasn't bit exciting. like one of those things I. I will probably keep watching it, but it feels like mm-hmm. one of those things that succeeds by word of mouth. Like people start watching it kind of like Westworld or Stranger Things. Like It depends if, on the ending. I mean, if, if, the, if yeah, the last right. two episodes if, come if together. If it pulls that off, then a lot of people will be like, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You should watch it. And then right. that, gives en- that gives people enough motivation to go past the like very slow burn that the, that the narrative arc has been on so far. You know, that's that's really important when we talk about these things. And sometimes we only watch the first so many. So that's hard for me to, to look at something like this and say, I don't like it. Don't watch it. Because that's not true. Because there are some, like you just mentioned, I was godless as an example. That was a slow thing because it was the genre. And I really liked it in the whole thing. And if somebody had watched two episodes, I would have been like, oh, you didn't give it enough chance. Watch the whole right. thing. This could be that way. I, I will say that my review or my thoughts on it are only based only on four, only of where we're at. And it and it, as if I watched a movie and halfway through, I felt, you know what? This movie sucks and I'm going to leave the theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which could be wrong, could be bad. It depends. Because if it if it's a terrible movie that has a terrible ending, then I saved myself a lot of grief and worrying and caring about the things. If it's fantastic, then I just missed out. So... You yeah. can tell me how's that. You can you can tell me okay. at the end is like, oh, go watch the rest of it. Hey, so how about you? How did you feel about these first four episodes? Barring um, my take on it. I mean, I think I've mostly said said all I've gonna say. There there's somewhere like episode six or seven, there's one where they are elves. And so I at least want to get that far to figure <laughs> out what the heck this is. Um it's been very strange. I I did not at all like the abrupt introduction of um the new old doctor character with the VR thing. Yeah. Just yeah, there's see, there's so many things that are just, I that don't was very get. strange. And it might be a kind of thing where like, um, you know, we've talked about the Duffer brothers who made stranger things. Like they are clearly in love with this 
this era, this aesthetic, and uh, yeah. this type of mo- of film, like Goonies, yeah. Sandlot, uh, E.T. kind of thing, um, where there might be, well, and I said before, I've you know said Blade Runner, Brazil, 1984, a little bit of Fifth Element kind of stuff. There's like um, a lot of movies in that genre, like I'm 80% certain that I watched Brazil once. Um, and I don't really remember anything about it. I have not watched the original Blade Runner all in one sitting. Um, there's a movie that this reminds me of that I've never seen. I've only seen the cover for um, In a Mirror Darkly. And so I, I get the I get the sense that there's a whole genre of film, subgenre of film from that time that the creators of this series are, are hearkening back to. Saying like, oh okay. yeah, you have... Blade Runner and there's you know sudden unexpected um nudity in you're just in the middle of the movie for no apparent reason um and that, that's a real good point and, and a lot of this movie the, what you're talking what you're explaining right here is is reasons why I didn't understand I I'm lost is mm. like I don't they is is the story that I'm supposed to be interested in following is it the two people and then they throw this extra doctor in here that's doing this thing that has this Okay, he's got this life that's, I think, a destitute life because he's been kicked out. Is mm-hmm. his story something I should pay attention to? But and then he's got this thing with this girl. That I, I just have no idea why I should be caring about. Well, and the, which, and the original, the original Japanese doctor. Like what? What was that? Like but presumably, what about? like you get a little bit more information about it when they introduce the new doctor. But you're like, okay, that was that was a bro- and I'm. You know, whatever. I Just, I guess yeah. for for at least a couple more episodes, I'm along for the ride to see whether they do anything of it. I mean, it's and then there's the computer, right? She's like, it's sentient? yeah, the computer. What? I forgot all about the computer. What, what, um, what, what is that about? I mean, are, are you telling me a story um, about AI here or what? Right, and so there is, yeah, because the something that the computer does is what kind of triggers them to in episode four have this kind of fantasy memory instead of what she they cries. were supposed to have, which is reliving their, their deepest trauma. Right. right. She, she cries. I mean, and, and, and my, my, my point here is that if you're a proper editor or proper anything telling a story, <laughs> you, you would say, you know what, what we could just do is just take the entire computer being grieving over this dead person's storyline out and just have like a computer glitch. Just have it go bzz, hmm. and then they're together, you know, you well, had to confuse the and viewers by this whole subplot of this guy dying and the computer yeah. being in love with them. And well, and yeah, there, yeah. there are also elements of you know, like as you said, we watched Godless. Um, I think, I think, whatever directors, writers are also experimenting with and and trying to take advantage of the the new format that a Netflix series is. I mean, this in the in the Netflix app is listed as a limited series. So mm, true, that true. that gives me enough enough confidence to say that this is probably not going to be another lost situation where you just create a bunch of questions and never answer any of them. Um, mm, true, that's true. And understanding, like I said, Stranger Things doesn't have recaps. Like a normal serialized show where you have at least a week between every episode, you have to have recaps so that people can remember can be reminded of all the things that they're going to need to know for the upcoming episode. Um, with Netflix, you don't have to do that because people can 
go back and watch it again or more likely they're going to binge it in some you know they're going to watch it yeah at once a night or something and so the story can be a little bit slower because you're going to watch it in a more compressed or at least that's the theory whether or not that actually works in in practice remains no that that makes sense that they're telling that 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 format is that they expect you to watch an eight-hour movie i mean they're going to tell the story in eight hours and some as we've seen with our netflix reviews or 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 challenges that some of that pays off some of it is told very well i and i point to the center which actually wasn't a netflix thing it was a tv thing but the center works as a bingeable thing because it, it does it it's an eight hour single story movie that has beats it has pacing and it's thought out with that in in, in mind some of uh, some of the other things we've watched has have been uh titan is one of them it's that that they have a single singular idea that they just feel like they're stretching out and if it was a real two-hour they could have made it a two-hour movie they just added way too much and this is one yeah, of those ones wasn't that to me like, feels that way it wasn't it wasn't a feature length amount of content it was like it was like one idea that never you know, it was yeah. never fully fleshed out. So, so it is important right. again that we know that this is a, 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 my thoughts on this is not based on a, a critique of the the whole show. It's just if you're right. watching a movie and halfway at halfway to through point, you won't be engaged. <laughs> I wasn't engaged. Sure. Um, for me. Okay. What uh, What do you want to do for next week? It's your It's your turn. Oh. Oh. Wait. Okay. So this is a this is a complicated thing here. And I've been thinking about it this week because we talked about it a little bit last week, and I want I want your input on this one. Instead okay. of me just picking this this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna solicit your input here. Um, We're at 95 minutes, by the way. Just okay. So let let me let me tell you. Maybe not quite. Let me ask you. Timer. I started right. recording early. Uh, we I want to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. We talked about that a lot, but and, and it's great, and everyone loves it. And it's a big thing, but I'm really yeah. worried with, the fact that it that just Cora like we talked about you. With Aang, yes, not with Korra, um, but with, yes. So Avatar The Last Airbender, the, the original Nickelodeon um, anime series, it, it's one of my favorite of all time, but it is one that you, you need to watch the entire three or four seasons of to, to fully appreciate. That's a lot. I don't think I can do that in a week. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the first season is not where everything gets incredibly interesting. It's great and it's wonderful, but it's not as wonderful as two, three, four, as they just continue to ramp up their amazingness. Okay. So I'd love to watch. I'd love for you to watch it. And I know there's several people that you know that also would love for you to watch it. Yeah. All of my, all of my younger family members, my nieces and my, my little sister and, and brother and, and all that. Like they have all see, seen it. That's what I said. There's, there's all of that. Or so I'm going to give these two options to you and let you let you pick what you think. So th- this, okay. watch some of that, whatever that might be, whether we can start in the middle and just few a few select episodes or watch the beginning or we can we can go ahead and go with our um, our DC kind of um, thing that there's a uh, there's a, a new ish um, Netflix uh, Batman show. I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that I thought that DC does some phenomenal straight to video movies for their their cartoons comics um one's okay. called this one's called Batman uh Bad Blood and it's it's new on on Netflix on um, Netflix and i yeah and it looks great the art looks great it's got the same kind of a thing Batman Bad Blood it's about um Batman has gone missing and there's like a doppelganger in his place um and 
the new Batwoman who is in town and that you don't know much about is go- joining forces with Dick Grayson, who is Nightwing. Nightwing. So he's a so he's a scrawl. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. We don't know. That's the thing. That's this, the the pretense is that that's the story is they don't know when these two secondary kind of characters, former Robin and new Batwoman, which we don't know much about, are going to f- join forces to figure out what's going on. So that's an option. Is it? So what um, do you think? Is that is that Barbara Gordon? No, Batgirl? it's not. That's Batgirl. Oh, Batwoman, Batgirl, Batgirl. Batgirl. Right. Right. Yeah, that woman is a relatively new character. Okay, well, I think because there's so much Avatar, I think that can be more of a like a running thing where I'll watch some of it and just have updates. Unless you really want to watch it again. Um, No, I I mean, and I can do that too. I think, matter of fact, I might just go ahead and I've got them on DVD, not Blu-ray because they're they're older. Um, I might just take them up to the bedroom and throw them in there and watch them every once in a while. So I can do the same thing. Okay. That means um, well, I, I was going to say show. that can be a that can be sort of a passive, ongoing sure. uh, thing. And how much of this how much of this Batman show is there? It's it's just a movie. So oh, it's, it's a, a movie. It's a, it's a one time yeah. thing. Then then I can find some time in the next week to to watch that, and we can we can talk about it next week. Yeah, you've, that's, that's, that's you've seen it already, so, so. or or no? No, I started watching. I started watching like three minutes of it. And then I realized, Hey, this is something that I might want to talk to you about. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an hour, it's an hour and 12 minutes. It's not. So say that, say the name again for the listeners. It's 2016's Batman bad blood for it's on, and it's on Netflix. It's two, it's two years old. Um, but it's a good, it's, it looks to be a good example of the Netflix or the, the DC movies. DC movies. Cartoon, cool. cartoon cartoon movies. Right. Animated film. Right. All right. Cool. Um, you got anything else? We no, I think that's time, good for so. us this week, man. We got, we, we've got a lot of topics. That I gotta, there's so much I got sort of I got to ask you about, but we'll save that for <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a backlog. I picked up a new video right? game and been wanting to talk about Oh, I've been. Yeah, I played, Apple, I played a new game I want to talk to you about. Uh, so. Apple had some stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, we got a little time. We, we got time. It's all good. It's all good. Listen next week, guys. I get, we're going to hit it. We're going to hit some more stuff. Yep, yep. Well, this has been The Front Porch, episode 59. Special thanks, as always, to our good friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like it. movies and hearing you know, what's going on in the, in the film Fox. industry in, in a concise, informative, entertaining format, go check them out, Geek Scholars Movie News. Um, if you enjoy Star Trek or role-playing or us and Star three Trek of our other friends uh, doing Star Trek role-playing. You can cl- check out our other show, uh, Klingons and Dragons. That's at KlingonsandDragons.com, or you can find it on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, it's it's not it's not PG-13. It's not PG-13. <laughs> you guys make a lot of dirty jokes. And, uh, <laughs> but, it's, but it's a good time, uh, so check it out. If you have questions or comments on this show, you can email us at frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. we got contact forms over there. We love hearing from listeners. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere podcasts are found. If you find some service we're not on, let me know. I can get that fixed. Thanks, as always, for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. 